Hello, Katie. Welcome, everyone, to your first 2021 episode of Have You Ever Heard Of? A History Podcast. Where we talk about people from history you may or may not have heard of. Yay! Welcome to 2021. How are you doing? In 2021? Yeah, how's 2021 going for you? I, I, it's, I'm, I'm funny pretty sucky, personally. <laughs> Start off on <laughs> a high! Not much has changed. <laughs> I think this could be... I think this could... Uh, it might take it from 2020 being the worst year so far. I'm waiting for a good year to come along, but I feel like I'm running out of years to have good years in. Because you're getting old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're not that old. You're in your <laughs> mid-30s. It's not like you're withering away. I think it's going to get better. I know that right now we're in lockdown, which sucks. If you're in London, you're also in lockdown. If you're in England, you're pretty much in mm. lockdown. But, however, I think it's going to get better um, my grandparents have had the vaccine, which Very is nice. awesome. My aunt, who is a radiotherapist, has had the vaccine, which is awesome. And I think it's just, it's going to get better, but we just need to wait it out. I don't know. They keep saying it's not going to be sussed until, what, like, summer or something, end of summer. So we've probably lose most of this year. Yeah, uh. that's true. Both of our birthdays are in summer as well. Yeah. So maybe maybe by your birthday or mine... We'll have we'll be able to like actually like meet up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting cabin fever. We got cabin fever. I love that <laughs> song from Muppets Treasure Island. It's so good. Ugh, that's gonna be in my head. Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> Plus the world is burning. That's interesting. Yeah, America in the last couple of days has gone mental. Everyone in the crazy. whole world knows about this. Um, it's pretty damn scary. China and Russia are. Uh... Loving it. <laughs> We're loving it. I wonder how history is going to look back on this. Like, think about what we studied in history at school. It depends who wins. Are there any winners in this, really? If the crazies come out on top, then they'll uh, they'll paint this as like some heroic moment. They won't, though. I mean, they won't win, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Should we get down to it? Straight away, getting right in there. Yeah, shall we? People haven't heard history in like three whole weeks. <laughs> Let's do it. Have you ever heard of Ching Shi? I'm doing another person maybe, from Asia. Maybe, but like you've done so many <laughs> people from Asia, which is your area of expertise, that maybe I'm getting them confused. So let's... You just fill me in and I'll let you know if I'm thinking of the right person. Well, I'm doing another pirate because pirates are fun to do. Oh, yes, then I have. That is who I was thinking of. Yeah. Though I've only heard of them because you mentioned them recently. For your so, project. Yes, for a very exciting project. So, yeah, tell me about them. Okay, then. And then you need to tell everyone about your projects. It's interesting. But we'll I do will. the pirate first. Okay, then. So, little is known about Ching Shi's early life. However... It's known that she was born in Guangdong province in China, and her birth name was Shi Xianggu. Um, so at some point, she became a prostitute and worked on a floating brothel in Canton. I'm not... Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. A, a floating like brothel. A, like a boat or like a... I'm not I'm really sure. Because I'm imagining like a flotation device. <laughs> <laughs> or just like... Like one of those kind of like little platforms like an you have like at the like at the sea, like in Spain, yeah. just living on one of those, just open. That's what I'm imagining, but this place probably more like just a boat, isn't it? I've kind of got the idea of like um, Kowloon, the Kowloon Walled City. Take a look at that, everyone. 
it was basically like a crazy like shanty town that was like in uh in Hong Kong that people kind oh. of just like built and they like, built into like a massive block, but it's just made of kind of like crap that people like built themselves. And my mum very briefly lived in it. Wow, it's just that's kind of crazy. So like I picture the like floating city is just that on the sea. But it's probably more just like a boat. <laughs> yeah, it's probably just a normal boat. <laughs> Moving on. Oh wait, when was she born? In seventeen seventy five. Oh, okay. So this is like because I was imagining it like way before. No, no. So this is kind of like quite a bit after uh, Anne Bonny. So this is quite a while after like the golden age of piracy. Yeah, this is early modern. Yeah, so like the golden age of piracy yeah. in around China was a lot later. But like, seventeen seventy-five. I mean, it's not even that. I mean, it's coming up. It's not like quite Victorian, but it's coming up. It's like sixty years pre-Victorian. Yeah. So, like, I mean, obviously that's England, but in my head that, you know, it's a lot more advanced than I was imagining it. Okay, so maybe it's not just, like, this, like, floating ship. Maybe it's a bit more than that. <laughs> but, yeah, this is a time when you would have thought, like, the navies would have had this all over under control, considering uh, stuff. But, anyway, we'll get on to that later. Um, <laughs> so, uh, it was there that in 1801 she caught the eye of notorious... Pirate Lord Zheng Yi. So he was commander of the a fleet of pirate vessels known as the Red Flag Fleet. So he had, by his uh, successes and force of will, managed to unite a whole slew of uh, rival pirate organizations together into one like huge fleet under his control. Nice. Around this time, his fleet numbers are between 200 to 600 ships. What? It's pretty big. I mean, that is a lot. Larger Jeez. than some national navies, I think. <laughs> so that's not even really really just herding together such like a large number of rowdy, rowdy cutthroats. It depends how big the ships were, I suppose. I mean, yeah, that's the things like later. Yeah, they kind of like read some like, details into what it was, and they kind of like numbers from like quite big like junks, like cannon, like, like armed junks to like rowboats. They just count rowboats in there as well. I was just like. Aren't they just, like, escape vessels for the big boat? Yeah, it's just like, I don't think they really counts, mate. But, I mean, like, they've got to get the numbers up, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, it was fair enough. So, there were kind of varying accounts of how how uh, Jing Yi and uh, Ching Shi got together. According to some, Jing Yi sent a raid and ordered his pirates to plunder the brothel and bring him his favourite his favorite prostitute. And after that, kind his of just favorite one. forced her to, like, marry him. But the other story goes that Jing Yi sought out Ching due to her reputation as a shrewd businesswoman. So Ching Shi apparently used her secrets uh, she learned as a prostitute to wield power over kind of wealthy lords and landowners in uh, like kind of like Chinese high society, basically, and her politically collected clients. So you got to believe that he could use these secrets to his benefit. It's also rumoured that Ching Shi demanded equal control of the pirate fleet as a condition of her marriage to Jing Yi, to which he agreed. So they were married in 1801. Okay, fab. And then they have lived happily ever after. In well, the story, right? <laughs> their partnership lasted for six years uh, before Jing Yi died. So that was Ooh. in 1807. At the time of his de- death, so like, so over those six years they were together, at the time of his death, uh, the Red Flag Fleet had grown to, to approximately 1,700 to 1,800 ships. Wow. So that's quite a, that's Even quite a jump. if they were rowboats, that's still yeah. quite a lot. It's like three times the size. So that included fifty to 70,000 pirates. Wow. So like a, that's I mean, an army. 
Wait, how did they get all these pirates? I know, it's really difficult. Like That's like herding cats, isn't it? They're like pirates, just like... Wow, so she's like the queen of the pirates, basically. But a lot of this story kind of like changes my, uh, I don't know, my opinion, like what pirates are like, really. But I mean, I mean, we'll go into that. It's very strange. Anyway, when it comes to uh, so Zheng Yi... Uh, not no, not much is known about how he passed away. Uh, some accounts indicate that he was killed at sea by a tsunami, just destroyed by a tsunami. But you would have thought that would have taken out a lot of the fleet as well if it was a tsunami, not like yeah. just him on his own, just sailing, Including on a her, rowboat, I guess. and just got taken out by a tsunami. It just doesn't. Maybe sound. he was on a rowboat. Maybe. But I guess if he was, if it was a tsunami, he could have been on land. I suppose so, but again, like just on his own, no one else around. Maybe, maybe he was taking a beach walk. Maybe. Just a very concentrated <laughs> tsunami that just took him just out. Just on him. <laughs> Other accounts um, say that he was murdered in Vietnam. Just while in Vietnam. Doesn't not, really give much of a detail about that. Not in Vietnam as in, like, the war of. No, that's no, a no. lot later. Right. Just, <laughs> like, that's, like, 200 out. years later. Uh, it's not believed that Ching Shi played a part, so she wasn't kind of, like, uh, just using him to get power. It seems like they did have a quite a good relationship and she was pretty gutted. She was gutted. Do you know what? I'm gutted <laughs> about my husband's death. So anyway, regardless of circumstances of his death, uh, this, led, this left Ching Shi in a pretty precarious position. Mm. After all, she was a woman in a position of power surrounded by tens of thousands of bloodthirsty killers, all <laughs> who would surely love a little taste of power. So before he died, Jing Yi had adopted a young former fisherman called Cheng Po Tsai. By young, I don't mean child. Uh, when adopted, Cheng Po Tsai would have Probably been in his late adolescence or early adulthood. Okay, so like 18 to 20. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, unlike in the West, like adult adoptions uh, quite often practiced in China during this uh, period in order to kind of establish a kinship basis for further interaction. So like a kind of like a business or discipleship of sorts, or like so, basically if you didn't have a kid, you could just kind of like... Yeah, pick like adopt, one. Yeah, adopt like an impressive person who you could like pass everything yeah. down to. Well, like um, Simone de Beauvoir and Jean-Paul Sartre both had adopted children, but I don't think they were adopted in their, like, childhood. Yeah, yeah. They were adopted, like, when they were older. Yeah, just so, kind of like a... But I think that was a bit less, you know... <laughs> it was, they weren't trying to, like, turn them into themselves. Yeah. They were, like, we're just like, like this little... is bourgeois, let's adopt some people. <laughs> yeah, they were just trying to be Madonna, basically. Madonna, Madonna. <laughs> yeah, but, like, pre-Madonna, yeah. Madonna. <laughs> Proto Madonna. Madonna's trying to be them. <laughs> so it's kind of also said that like that uh, Chung Pai Chung Pai Tsai was more than just uh, Jing Yi's stepson. It's also believed the young fisherman had also been um, the pirate lord's young lover as well. Right. Yeah. Okay. On top of I being see. an adopted son, it might seem unusual, but apparently. A sexual relationship between adopted son and father w- was also not entirely out of place in that that in that period of time. Interestingly, okay, fair enough. I mean, if it's consensual, I yeah. guess that's. I mean, it's weird, but you know. <laughs> so within weeks of Jing of uh, of of Jing Jing Yi's uh, death, Jing Shai had also taken Chung Po as her lover. So it just got like passed oh, passed nice. on down. Um, I was wondering if that was coming. Eventually, solidifying the relationship through marriage. So, 
Oh, so she married him. Yeah, married to the like, And how much son. older is she to him? I think she was kind of like about 30 years younger than Jing Yi. So they might have been around oh. a similar age. I think she would have been a bit older. Okay. Okay. So that's... I mean, the first marriage was a bit weird. Yeah. Then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so saying she managed to maneuver herself back into a position of power. And through... Uh, Cheng Pai managed to obtain leadership of the Red Flag Fleet since he was basically meant to be the guy that took over through the yeah, adoption I thing. Okay. I mean, basically, he just wasn't really as impressive. So they kind of like that seems to be the case. I mean, like, right. as a woman in command of a huge pirate fleet, she had kind of had a work cut out for her. Pirate versus often did have a few women on board, but it's not clear to what extent they were or were not like practicing pirates. <laughs> practicing pirates. <laughs> well, they were just kind of like, I don't know, the wives like of wenches. pirates. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, unlike in the West and South China, there was no stigma attached to a woman being aboard a pirate ship. Like, there wasn't kind of any belief that, like, women bring bad luck. Like, like with the kind of, like, whole Anne Bonny thing. Nevertheless, uh, it wouldn't have been easy for anyone, much less a pirate's widow, to control so many crazy outlaws. So how did she control them? <laughs> well, it seems she won over her pirates by just sheer ability alone. Obviously, she'd been able to demonstrate alongside her former husband while he was alive. And she's also uh, that she was a pretty able leader. I mean, like, it, like during that partnership, they managed to like grow the the fleet like three times the size like it originally yeah. was. She's pretty good. Uh, she was regarded as having a brilliant business mind. I don't know what they mean by that. Like a business mind. In terms of, like, piracy as a business. Well, yeah, I guess, like, where to get the best loot. I yeah, don't know. Maybe, like, like... Or maybe, like, stuff to do with, like, not just spending all her money. Yeah, that's what I think. Maybe, like, they kind of, like... Did they, like, plunder and then invest their plunder? Like, I don't know, <laughs> like... <laughs> Anyway, she also uh, was considered something of a military genius. I mean, like, that is the business of piracy, isn't it? So maybe she was just very good at, like, commanding ships and people yeah, to Yeah, I mean, surely that's her job, that's, right? And that's her business mind. Just that's all, wo- like, woven into one skills skill set. Anyway. But yeah, she was really impressive. Like, she was, like, she was so good. She was such an impressive military commander that she was able to overcome national military fleets. Uh, including that of the of Britain's East India Company, which was kind of like running rampant over the area at that time. Wow. So she managed to like, defeat them. She's doing a pretty good nice. job. Yeah, they um, were rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> well, they weren't rubbish, but they were like you know they were bad baddies. Actually, um, one of the best sources we have about her is from an East India Company employee named Richard Glasspool, who was captured by Ching Chi's oh. pirates in September. 1809 so that would have been like two years after she took over um yeah he was held until december that year in his account of his captivity he estimated that ching chi had eighty thousand pirates under command and and some 1000 large junks and 800 smaller junks and rowboats so yeah so a thousand large ships and then like 800 smaller ships and then like a few rowboats as well it's not bad really it's a pretty good <laughs> fleet like yeah, I, I would mean be like, like large... if I saw them coming, I would be like, I'm going to swim the other way. Yeah, I'm just not going to hang out. I'm not going to hang out here, wait for these there. <laughs> I'm going to turn gonna move I'm going to get on out of here. He also said that Jing Shi unified her enormous fleet of pirates using a code of laws. I think like pirate codes and pirate laws were quite um, common, really. 
The code was very strict. It stated that any pirate trying to give his own orders or disobeying those of a superior was to be beheaded on the spot. So, <gasps> taken no shit. Um, beheaded? So, in her essence, she formed an ad hoc government under which her pirates were bound, bound to and protected by laws and taxes. Wow. She has got a good business model. Yeah. She is taxing her pirates. A re- bit of redistribution of wealth. Wow. Maybe I'm like- liking it. They should unionize or something. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that what like schoolmasters say? Naughty boys are just looking for strict rules and a strong leader. That's what they wanted. That's what their pirates wanted. Yeah. <laughs> something like that, I don't know. But anyway, I, I think you can kind of like, see why like people are, would be uh, attracted to kind of this kind of life. Basically, like piracy off the peasants who would otherwise have lived miserable lives of starvation and poverty, the uh, the chance to do well. And uh, become rich in some uh, like instances. You had to basically be like a landed lord at this point to be rich. Mm, I guess. Yeah. But I guess I don't know. Like, early eighteen hundreds, I suppose. People. It depends like, where in the world you are. Yeah. I don't know much about like China and and yeah, you know I'd... their gentry. I don't want to say gen- gentry is not really the word, is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they probably did quite like the imposition of laws to protect them in like this largely dog eat dog world. Mm. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? It's just it's economics, baby. That's what it is. So any plunder that was seized had first to be presented to the fleet and registered before it could be distributed. Get that in the right. uh, in the old ledger. Uh, yeah, I think that's. Are any of her ledgers like surviving? Do you know? I'm not sure. I haven't come across any, but. Um... That would be so cool. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think, I doubt it. Probably really. not. But like, um, if you in there, if you guys are interested in pirate <laughs> ledgers, um, obviously it's not open at the moment, but I have seen some in the uh, National Maritime Museum, obviously not ones from China. But yeah, ship's ledgers are actually really cool. They are really cool. Yeah. I love the National I mean, Maritime this is, Museum. This is us being like super nerdy, <laughs> but we're like, we love ship's ledgers. Maybe we should go. Let's go. We should definitely go. And just like look at ship's ledgers and take our like, <laughs> take our significant others with us and they'll just be looking at us like we're absolute freaks. <laughs> Once this lockdown is over, let's do it. That's where we're Can't going. to be a freak. <laughs> That's the number one location. Number one. Itchy Everyone's Brown. like, what are you doing today? And we're like, we're going to the National, <laughs> National Maritime Museum. To look at ships' ledgers. Specifically, to look at ledgers. <laughs> yeah. Bring us the ledgers. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, whichever ship captured the loot was entitled to retain 20% of its value, while the remaining 80% was placed into the fleet's collective fund and redistributed. So wow, it's pretty progressive, really. Yeah, that is progressive. I'm liking this. Did other people like this, say? So? Uh, yeah, apparently they were pretty much on board. They were on board with it, like the other on pirates. On board? That, was that a pun? Right? No, <laughs> that was accidental. That was an accidental pun. Happy accident. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, was piracy pretty laudable during this period? I mean, like, was it just simply rebellion against an unfair world? Because I don't know, this seems like a better, this seems like a fairer, I mean, like, despite, like, the, uh... The plundering. The plundering and the death <laughs> and the extortion. It seems pretty fair. The, like, the within their little ecosystem, it seems fairer than the, the rest of the world at that time. Yeah, I, I mean, what, do we know, like, what they were plundering? 
Uh, mainly like other ships. So they were attacking kind of like uh, yeah. East India Company well, ships. East India like, Company, yeah. Oh, yeah like, uh, just, but they also did some like pretty crappy things, um, oh. which I'll get onto. Okay. Yeah, so Ching Chi also set forth uh, very strict rules regarding the treatment of captured prisoners, hence Richard's survival. So like she wasn't like the most ruthless pirate when it came to prisoners. However, she did have particular rules for female prisoners. If a pirate rapes a female captive, he would be put to death on the spot, right there. Damn straight he would. Yeah, I'm liking it. <laughs> I'm loving it. This one's a bit a bit harsh. If the sex between the two was consensual, both would be put to death. Okay. I mean, so, okay. That's I mean, a, like, I guess it's just, uh... That's a bit weird, I yeah. guess. But I guess it's kind of just like a, no, like just zero like a tolerance. No, yeah, no zero, zero tolerance policy on shagging. Yeah, what like, if, like, w- they got married? Well, that's oh, okay. it. Unless a pirate wished to take a beautiful female cat. So as a wife, then he was free to do so, but then they were bound to be faithful and to care for each other for uh, forever, otherwise death. I mean, you that's kind of what you're supposed to do when you get married. I mean, not, I know, the, de- yeah. not the death part. Like, but it's just like the vows of marriage enforced by death. By, I mean, by fear I kind of want to put that death. in my wedding vows if me and Matt ever get married. Um, if you're listening to this, Matt, that's now in our wedding <laughs> vows. Um, and one last lovely rule. If a female captive was considered to be ugly, they were to be released unharmed. Okay, this is weird. Yeah, um, the, the ugly thing is like, there. is there like a panel? <laughs> I guess so. Like kind of America's Next she Top just, Model. Does she panel. just decide on her own? <laughs> oh, They're I'm like... actually ugly, and I think I should go. <laughs> and like, because it says like also like if the pirate wants to take like a beautiful like, partner as a as a spouse, and that's okay. But like, ugly, no. So like, did they have to like show the person to Ching uh, Shi and be like, and she'd be like. Nah, shotty. So no <laughs> like, go. I really love her. No. Yeah, it's like no. I'll go. She's gotta let her go. Place her on that beach, and we're off, and we're on our okay. way. Okay. Well, how did she come <laughs> up with these? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> let's just go with it. But I mean, at least she, she stopped the rape. That's pretty good. End end the rape, but just very strange rules about people she considered ugly. <laughs> um... <laughs> Harsh capital punishment was also common for the pirates on the red fleet uh, flag fleet. Those who didn't stick to like kind of like other parts of the code, like less stringent ones, so deserters would be hunted down and their ears cut off when they were captured. So once you're in the club, there's no leaving. No, yeah, that's, uh, unless you that's want to leave the thing those, I was lose thinking, those ears. Hence um, unionisation. <laughs> 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 no, like okay, so they their ears were cut off and then what? They rejoined the fleet. I guess so, with no ears, just earless pirates. I mean, I guess if you had your ears cut off and they, they weren't, like, bandaged properly and, like, sterilised properly... Yeah, you're probably... Yeah, it's you're probably yeah. dead, right? Like, yeah, either through gonna... bleeding to death or through, like, some sort of infection. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much a death sentence. Yeah. I mean, like, most of these are. I mean, like, other punishments include flogging. I mean, I guess it, like, it depends how, how many lashes you get. Yeah, quartering, how... you're definitely dead for quartering. <laughs> yeah, and uh, clapping, it. clapping offenders and irons, clapped in oh, irons. What? Oh, I love that term. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, further attesting to our military mind, the uh, Red Flag Fleet under Ching Shi's rule went undefeated under a leadership, never lost a battle. 
Wow. So this is despite concerted attempts by the Qing Dynasty officials, the Portuguese Navy and the East India Company to vanquish it. And I think the Dutch as well. They all had a go trying to like take the yeah. mate, like her fleet out. Every single Why one didn't failed. they all like get together? Because <laughs> like... uh, they were probably all fighting each other as well. Yeah, well no, I guess they were that time. The Qing Dynasty hadn't there hadn't been the uh, opium war war hadn't happened to that. I don't think we were like exactly um, friends with the Dutch, were we? No. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was a lot of like uh, competition there. I guess the Portuguese and the, the British were pretty friendly at that time. They were in It's all very confusing. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but they, they all failed anyway. In addition to her fleet, this is where it gets a bit weird. In addition to her fleet, Jing Shi also uh, held control over many coastal villages, sometimes even imposing levies and taxes on the villages, essentially conquering them and taking them from Qing control, like making her own little ching chi country so like on the just bits of china coast. just like chopping yeah. bits off and like taking them for herself apparently these coastal villages stretched across the canton area including parts of portuguese macau so most of like conquer bits off the portuguese as well wow any officials in these villages that resisted would be nailed to a ship's deck and beaten. So just put like nails through there like massive you know like massive old ship nails oh yeah through the feet and then just beat them around while they're like nailed to a ship deck. Wow, that's I love pirate stories. So <laughs> There's weird. so much weird stuff in it. <laughs> if, if it feels like it's a fictional story, that's I a know, thing. yeah. Like it's just like <laughs> you're like this didn't happen. This is like some Game of Thrones shit. That's the thing. And then like, you're yeah. like, wait, this did actually happen. That's where they get all their stuff from. You're like, oh, wow. They, people have sick minds coming up with this. And they're like, oh, no. Well, people do have sick minds, but it's just because they actually did do that. They actually did it to people. To real to people. To pe- real people. <laughs> <laughs> Some claim that Jing Shi was an opium smuggler, but that's disputed. Like, there's a lot of, like, like, like argument around this. Like, as if, like, that's the worst thing. Like, she does all this other stuff. They're like, yeah, I but is she it. an opium? Is she a drug dealer, though? I mean, come on. (laughs) I mean, probably. Let's, like, all just put that out there. It was, like, pretty readily available at this time, (laughs) right? So um, it's like, is she a tobacco smoker now? (laughs) It's like, oh, but was she a... Like, that is actually... No, to be honest, though, for example, I know I'm not comparing this to you people, but imagine if, like, Meghan Markle was a smoker... everyone everyone would be up in arms that is true so sometimes when you've got someone who's in like the the public eye and they're like revered (laughs) even if it's like something that's really common like you can't do it i can imagine the uh daily mail picture now just like a really grainy picture of her like it's always clearly really zoomed in and then just the white when she was like 17 and the arrow around like (laughs) around the cigarette what's this megan (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in her hand just in her hands not even her mouth that is a cigarette i can imagine it now even if it was like a lollipop they'd make it look <laughs> like a cigarette but i love that i love that like how there's historical debate over that these really tiny things i know yeah in trying to like the opium is basically seen as like the the, the reason why why uh, the whole country went through like a century of shame so like it is like hated like opium is like the number one demon in uh in China. Uh, well, so like modern day so China or like forever China. Like uh, forever China. Like, just, like, I think that's why they have like, really harsh like narcotics laws in general like in Asia because like, everyone sees it as like the reason why Asia kind of like uh, fell to the West through uh, opium smoking. 
Wow. So that's why she's like, there's like a debate. She's like, what did she do that? That means that she is part of the reason why he's like trying to fail and stuff. Yeah. Oh, shut but, up. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's, it's unlikely. I mean, like she certainly would have made enough just through her looting and robbing and nailing people to her uh, deck, taxing <laughs> the villagers that she's taken over. Because she was so goddamn good at it. I mean. <laughs> yeah, and... she loved taxing. She was basically an auditor. Yeah, yeah, she was just an accountant. <laughs> HMRC. Oh, um, like that, that TikTok trend <laughs> when it's called... It's like the accountant trend. You, you're not on TikTok, are you? I love no. TikTok. It's, it's the best social media site. Anyway, those of you that are on TikTok will know the accountant thing. There's a song that's like, I'm an accountant. And it's like, basically anyone that has weird jobs, like like a like a pole dancer or like a stripper <laughs> or someone who's like you know sells pictures of their feet online or whatever yeah it's like when people ask me what i do i tell them i'm an accountant because nobody asks questions when you say you're an accountant <laughs> what do you do i'm an accountant where do you work at a place where accountants work <laughs> i guess if you're doing all of those things for yourself then you probably are an accountant because you probably have to do yes, that is true. It's actually a real, yeah. real thing. And in this case, I guess she was an accountant, kind yeah. of. Yeah, they should probably did have like someone that on was... board who is in charge of like the treasure. Like if you like had to write like a job spec up for her like job, like one of the sections would be like accountancy, and one would be Tyra Banks, yeah, deciding who's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and one would be nailing people to a deck. It's a pretty varied job. Um, yeah, yeah. You need like woodwork skills, accounting Line management. skills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, how long do you reckon her career as a pirate lasted? Okay, so she, the husband died in eighteen oh seven, right? Yeah. Um, she did all this stuff. I don't know. Like, let's go with twenty years. Three. What? So she did all this shit in three yeah. years? Like Anne Bonny. It was oh a career God. that burned bright, burned hot, and burned short. Yeah, three oh years. Oh dear, what happened? So after three years of notoriety on the high seas, Ching Chi retired in 1810 by accepting an offer of amnesty from the Chinese government. I mean, like, it's kind of, it's kind of like a bit of an anticlimax, really. A little bit. It's just might kind have of been like... actually quite a sensible idea, though. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, so at this point, like after three of the most powerful navies in the world had uh, failed to defeat her, the Chinese offered amnesty to all pirates, seeing it as the only way of eliminating specifically her reign over the seas. So the reason the Chinese offered amnesty to pirates was just to get rid of her. She had such an impact that she wow. made the Chinese government... Did her kind of whole just... fleet accept amnesty? So according to historian Diane H. Murray... Although they never lost a battle, the per- the pressure put upon them by the three navies has started kind of getting to the fleet. So, I mean, like, it, within, like, the uh, the Red Flag fleet, there was different kind of, like, different subordinate fleets with, like, different colour, like, or kind of colour-coded. So the second largest fleet was the Black Fleet, um, okay. kind of sub- subordinate fleet, and they surrendered first, which kind of, like... Cause the ultimate surrender of like uh, she's red fleet because they kind of like I think they've been kind of like a bit disquiet where they're kind of like bickering over like whether like, what to do next and then um, the leaders of the black fleet kind of wanted to 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 accept the amnesty she probably didn't want to so much but then they kind of just surrendered anyway so that kind of like took away like a bulk like a quite a large 
bulk of her fleet, she was like, ah, screw it, maybe it's, uh, it's time to to make a bargain. Yeah. And she was a great businesswoman, apparently, so... Yeah, I think that's probably so a good not? idea. She probably would have... Something terrible would have happened if she hadn't done that. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, and she does She does drive a hard bargain, so showing her, her business acumen to the end. Initially, she sent Chang Po to uh, negotiate with the Qing representatives. Um, Is this her I- now husband? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the guy that they, he had to deal with was a guy called Jiang Bailing. Um, so the Chinese government wanted the pirates to kneel before them, do a bit of kowtowing. And there was also kind of like a lot of disagreement about what would happen to the loot. So basically, Ching Shi was like, there's definitely no, there's no way I'm kowtowing to anyone. So that's not happening. And uh, <laughs> and everyone wants to hold on to like most of the loot. So it was deadlock. So we've got Ch- Chang Po. Um, failing to uh to get the terms that she wanted she went there on her own took matters into her, not on her own but you know took matters into her own hand so apparently she walked into jang bai ling's office unarmed and accompanied by 17 specifically illiterate women and children i don't know why she took illiterate women and children with her i'm not sure what the point she was trying to make there was i guess kind of like to make like, reading is not like a really dangerous <laughs> just like as li- like little of a threat as possible yeah but, um maybe i don't know anyway so when she came out of that office she had concluded like a pretty good deal for herself so she was basically permitted to keep all of her loot just like everything <laughs> and to settle the kneeling deadlock Zheng Bai basically agreed to witness like the official marriage of Chang Qingxi and Chang Pai. So they've kind of been married like like in a pirate um uh, ceremony. So they had to like, like do the an best official kind one. of ceremony. Yeah. Obviously. And like tr- traditionally, like during a during a, a wedding, like the two like the two would kneel to their guests anyway. Like uh oh, so sort of pre- presents and attending. So he got his like kind of kowtow just through that. So pretty good gout claws there. Yeah. Um, sneaky on both both parts. And so ended Ching Shi's career as a pirate. She got to keep all of her loot. Didn't have to kowtow. Um so yeah, after this she had a son with Chang Po. When Chang Po died, Jing Shi returned to Canton and opened her own gambling house. Nice. She remained in Canton until she died in 1844 at the ripe old age of 69. A badass to the end. Yeah, she go. made it into the Victorians. Yeah. Which was 1837, so. Wow. So that's Jing cool. I think that's a cooler story than our Bonnie's. She, uh, I know she didn't go down like a blaze of like glory or anything, but... Uh, but she opened a gambling house. I can yeah, see it she, now she... in my head, like her, like, you know, smoking opium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just taking no shit from uh, from all the uh, punters. Well, the reason that Dan mentioned this to me before was because I'm thinking about my own book. I'm not going to, like, disclose all of the stuff, but it's about, like, badass women in history, basically. Um with, like, a twist, there's a certain, like, road I'm going down. And this was one of the ones that I may include. So if you have any people you're like, huh, maybe you could include this, you can give us a tweet and I'll look into it. See if it fits with my, what's the word, theme that I'm yeah. going for. And the other exciting thing I've done is I started a history blog. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, which is called myhistoryblog.com. 
And one of the latest articles is about George Blake, who died on oh, yeah. Boxing Day. So thank you to everyone that's listened to that episode. He was like our one person who was still alive, and now he's dead. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Oh, maybe our, maybe our podcast is a curse. Maybe we killed him. Oh, no. Let's not do anyone that's still alive. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was pretty good innings, so though. Yeah, you're right. Nearly 100. Yeah, nearly 100. Like 98. So... Um, if you you know want to survive, become a KGB spy. <laughs> Escape to Russia. It's yeah. all that creamed fish. Is that what they eat? Sour cream and fish. I don't know. Is I haven't been to Russia actually. I think that's a Russian dish. It's all that cold air. You know, it keeps you brisk. Yeah, that brisk yeah. like stroll in the morning. Oh god, get that heart pumping. Get that heart it's pumping. cold at the moment. Yeah. Especially because yeah, re- we don't have central heating. <laughs> Yeah, yesterday I sat with like four layers on and a beanie in my living room. I thought about getting my fingerless gloves out as well. But, uh... but you have central heating, right? Yeah, if we turned it on, it still didn't work. I'm still oh, freaking freezing. We don't have any, so. <laughs> <laughs> How do you not have central heating? We just don't. Yeah, we live in a basement and we don't have central heating. That's why our rent is so cheap. <laughs> oh man, you need to get yourself some uh, we've got oil electric heaters. heaters. Yeah, we've got the oil ones and they're good. But okay. the hallway is cold, so if you want to go from one room to the other, you have to like run. <laughs> so wrap up. It's fine. Um, what are you doing for the rest of your week? Uh, I'm gonna wallow in self pity over the crappy news of it. <laughs> joking. Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm working. Um, actually, I'm kind of like very close to having my, I keep saying this having my game done so I kind of want to finish that I just want to push on get the last little bits done I keep saying that though I mean like the writing's need done but then I need to take photos to put in it and make it look pretty and like all that sort of stuff and it's uh, bull like that bit I don't have a good <laughs> camera that's a that's a problem I mean most people's phones have good cameras on nowadays yeah mine is quite good but then like I can never get like the lighting right I just not, I'm not a very good photographer, basically. That's the problem. Like that's, nothing's going to fix that. That's the main problem. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, nothing's going to fix that. If we were allowed round, Matt's got a really awesome camera. But really, we're not allowed to come yeah. over. So there you go. Um, I am going to go for a walk, maybe a yeah. run. Um, oh yeah. I'm going to do a clothing workout. Clothing is a crazy um, YouTube exercise lady whatever the word is um and she does like you know like proper h-i-o-t like um craziness might do one of them um very nice yeah gonna work on my book maybe and i got for christmas i got the um piano for hamilton like the piano score so practice some of that (laughs) and so if you want to hear more of us talking please subscribe wherever you're listening to this we would really appreciate it and thank you to everyone that's already subscribed and give us some lovely ratings oh yeah and give us a five star rating please thank you yeah (laughs) (laughs) and the social media thing as well yeah have you ever pod and instagram as well and uh, give us ideas for people you want to hear about. Yeah, maybe. do it. If you like have fun. an idea or like you're like, hey, this person's really interesting. Why don't you do them? Then we can look into it. You know, yeah. like 
go for it. We can do a recommendations like a couple of weeks if you have like a couple. So mm. yeah, hit us up. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye.